Arizona Athletics gets its new athletic director. How did she get here? What does this mean going forward? All that and more on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. And this show is brought to you by Game Time. All right, now, Arizona has a new athletic director. Her name is Desiree Reed Francois. All right, so here's where we're going to, uh, here's where, here's basically where we're starting with this is that, uh, as many of you know, uh, I consider Dave Hickey a pretty good buddy of mine. And I think Dave Hickey got screwed in all of this. Um, a, uh, you look at Arizona basketball, it's in the top five in the country. You look at Arizona football, it's in the top 15 in the country. And you look in the athletic department, and yes, it's running the $30 million deficit. Guess what? A lot of other programs are running that kind of stuff as well. Look at ASU. ASU sucks at both sports, and they're running $22 million deficit. Um I don't know what else to say there other than the fact that um, that's obviously not ideal. Uh, and at least Arizona, though, is good at it. And again, you look at a school like UCLA, similar stuff. I can keep going on and on. I mean, heck, we look at, I believe it's Houston that's running record deficits. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but then you also look at the University of Arizona as a whole, and it's running, uh, it's got a massive budget shortfall. And um, the one common denominator in all of this is Bobby Robbins. Um, President Robbins is a guy who... Um, Listen, he was looking to save his own job, uh, save his own job. I get all that. So he threw Dave Hickey under the bus. That's essentially what happened. Um, and I don't really think you're going to find anybody that doesn't agree with that sentiment. But that's I guess that's neither here nor there. Enter Desiree Reed Francois with an interesting background for sure. Originally from, uh, well, originally from California, Fremont, California. She uh, did her undergrad at UCLA. Um, and then uh, she uh, did, did her uh, she did her uh, law school degree at the University of Arizona. So she was here in 1997 when Arizona won the national championship. So she knows exactly what uh, you know. She knows what that means to this city. All of the everything that you know that goes into it with Arizona basketball. She was here obviously during the high water mark of Lute Olson, which is obviously a big deal. Um, and. Uh, you look at her resume and she's gone around she's gone around quite, uh, you know, to quite a few different places. Uh, she's definitely worked her way up, you know, from being, uh, you know, assistant athletic director or associate athletic director, whatever the term you, uh, you want to use to finally getting that gig then at UNLV. And at UNLV, when it came to uh, basketball, she did a pretty nice job. I mean, you got to be honest here. Uh, you bring in TJ uh, Olselberger. He obviously has gone on to Iowa State. They're in the top 10 in the country. Um did a pretty did a pretty darn good job there. Um, and again, UNLV is not an easy place to be successful at. I think that uh, most people do understand that. Then after that, you've got uh, um, she. Then she moved on to Missouri, and uh, Missouri is a uh, listen. Missouri, it's obviously in the SEC. There is a uh, there. How do I put this? Missouri is Missouri is not an e, uh, Missouri is not an easy place to win in. Keep in mind, again, it's in the SEC, um, and we all know about football and whatnot in the SEC, but uh, 
did, did a pretty good job. Now she didn't hire uh, Eli Drinkwitz, but she certainly extended him and under, uh, under her leadership, his uh, coaching, Missouri had one of the 10 best teams in the country this year. And I don't know that that's going to be going anywhere. It seems like it's something that is very sustainable. And not only does it feel like it's something that's very sustainable, um, it feels like they're on pretty good footing and she gets a lot of credit for that. Then uh, you look at basketball, obviously they're terrible at basketball this year, but last year won a couple games in the NCAA tournament, uh, hired Dennis Gates, um, it was so uh, in a school like Missouri, it's going to always be a little bit difficult because you have, um, you know, when you lose five starters um, or you lose basically your whole team when you're at a school that's not a traditional blue blood like a Missouri, then that can be a little bit uh, that can be a little stretching. But she did a pretty darn good job at Missouri. And when you look around, you go on the message boards, you go on social media and you see what people are saying about her. You're not going to find a lot of people that have a lot of qualms about the job that Desiree Reed Francis did at Missouri. And again, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Um, because generally, if somebody leaves a school, you'll be uh, people will say, oh, you know, screw them. We don't you know, I mean, we know that firsthand here at the U of A. But it sounds like talking with uh, most people, they say that she's done a you know, she did a pretty good job. And we're going to talk about it a little bit later on, you know, where she kind of really excels in some areas. And I think what the Air University of Arizona was looking for. But um, she's also somebody that, uh, you know, certainly has worked her way up to the worked her way up to this moment. And I think that that's something that uh, for any athletic director, you can certainly uh, you can certainly applaud because she uh, again, she's the she's somebody who, um, you know, she wasn't handed anything. Uh, you know, whether that was at Tennessee, wherever the case may be, she worked her way. She worked her way up that ladder and you could tell that that's what something she wanted to do. And she's very ambitious. And that's a uh, that's obviously a good thing. You factor in the law degree as well. She knows her way around there. And um, again, it's a pretty impressive resume. And I think the thing that uh, a lot of people are probably intrigued by, too, is that she left a school like Missouri. Um, listen, uh, everybody knows that right now, even though even though the Big Ten stinks in basketball and has like one or two good teams in football, everybody knows that financially the Big Ten and the SEC are in drastically different, uh, drastically different pay grades than almost any other school, than any other programs out there. Just kind of is the way it is. Um, and at the in the SEC, you're looking at what? Something like $70 million payouts each year. And on top of that, when you're at a place like Missouri, she's taking a pay cut to come here to the U of A. And that's something that, uh, you know, I think that uh, people should certainly uh, take into account. She's taken a pay cut to come here. She obviously wants to be here. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the reasons for possibly leaving Missouri. But um, she's leaving Missouri in pretty good shape. I mean, again, when you're uh, when you're a school without a ton of tradition like Missouri and you're in the SEC and you finish 10th in the country, that's some pretty good work. Now, again, going to need to keep uh, reminding folks that she did not hire the uh, current coach. I get that. But she did secure the funds to get the extension. And by all accounts, she's very, very good at that. She's very good with donors. She's very good with boosters. And I think that's something that uh, people need to uh, keep in mind because that obviously was a massive, massive priority for Bobby Robbins was to be able to get somebody in here who would be very good with boosters, would be very good uh, being able to raise money and being able to cut into the deficit because that's something that Arizona obviously has a little bit of an issue with. But even in Missouri, again, um, we talked about it before, you bring in $62 million, you bring in a $62 million uh, 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 do a donation, 
that's something that's going to bring a lot of people's attention. And she talked about it at the presser as well, where she said that, um, a, you know, it was very difficult to go to that donor and say that, you know, I'm going to be moving on here. Um, really appreciate the donation, but you know, that's obviously something that you got to do. Uh, you know, you got to be able to do, you got to do certain things at certain times and sometimes they're going to be a little bit uneasy, but that is something that certainly I think caught a lot of people's eye was the way that she was able to uh, secure that donation. And that's something that you're going to need to see a little bit more at the University of Arizona. And we're going to talk about that. But first, game time, game time. All right. Now, Arizona basketball is rolling right now. It is one of the best teams in the entire country. And not only is it rolling, um, there is a uh, there is a, a shortage of tickets to go to these games. Now, uh, we're not like ASU, obviously. People actually go to the University of Arizona basketball games. And if you... Uh, you, so you're going to probably want to ch- uh, you're probably going to want to step in there and look at game time because if you can't find a ticket to a game, guess what's probably going to be there for you? Game time again. Check it out. Download the game time app today. Use code or excuse use code locked on for twenty dollars off. Again, twenty dollars off, my friends. You will thank me later as always because this is where it is at. Check it out. Game time. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, we talked about that $62 million donation. That is something that is huge. That is something that is very, very big, and I think that really factors into a lot of this. Arizona Athletics, as we know, is in a little bit of a budget crunch, a little bit of a budget shortfall, and she did some very good things in Missouri. When she came into Missouri, Missouri was operating from a uh, uh, Missouri was operating at a deficit, um, and she's got them in a surplus. And um, that's and like I said, that's not an easy place to be able to do that. Now, granted, it's going to help being in the SEC. I get all of that, but by all accounts, she did a pretty good job. I, like I said, you're not going to really find many people that have many bad words to say about her time there. And that's something that I think that uh, a lot of people need to take into account. Now, some of the other things that uh, I think that we also need to take into account here are uh, what exactly are the top priorities? And the top priorities for her, you can just tell by watching Bobby Robbins for five seconds, is raising money. Raising money is going to be huge and being able to uh, cut into that deficit Um, He said you either spend or he said you either grow your way out, you uh, you cut your way out or you get donations. And I think the hope is that there's going to be able to be a little bit of all all three uh, uh, combined into there. And I think that's uh, like I said, I think that's a a realistic hope. So we'll see. uh, We'll see if that does come to fruition. But that's going to be your first uh, tour of duty. Now you got to remember a lot of people are kind of bummed that Erica Barnes is not going to be the athletic director. I think a lot of people were thinking that Erica Barnes would be the athletic director and that obviously did not happen. And I think that that upset quite a few people. Um, And honestly, I kind of get it because uh, I think Erica Barnes was led to believe that she was going to really uh, have a, uh, uh, a seat at the table that she was going to be seriously considered. And I don't know in hindsight, if we're looking at it, that she was ever really seriously considered again, that's not me. That's not sourced. That's just me. Uh, that's just me taking a wild, uh, a wild gander. But, uh, you do kind of wonder about that to a, uh, you do kind of wonder about that to a certain degree. Um, but Erica Barnes was obviously very, very big with all of the boosters, all of the donors. And, 
Um, I think a lot of people reached out to Robbins being interested in possibly giving more money. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with Barnes, because like I said, Barnes uh, was very close with a lot of the uh, bigwigs, but that's also why you're bringing in uh, Reed Francois, just a great name, by the way. But Reed Francois, I think a big part of it is going to be trying to re-energize those uh, those donors. Say, you know, here, let me, uh, you know, how can we how can we work together to get to this point? And we'll find out. We'll find out exactly what she's capable of. Um, and uh, but. That's the background that you want. You wanted somebody that um, has shown, you know, some fiscal uh, uh, restraint. Now, again, I'm going to stick up for my guy, Dave Hickey, again. People always say, you know, uh, keep in mind the COVID pandemic, that uh, that affected a lot of things. But people always say, you know what? We want good football. We want good basketball. I don't care what it takes. Back up the Brinks truck is always a uh, a familiar phrase. Well, guess what? Arizona spent. Arizona's good in basketball and football now. Um, but at the same time, um, I think that it's, you know, it's a little unfair that uh, that Dave Hickey had what happened to him. And I don't buy for a second that President Robbins didn't have an idea of what was going what was going on. As a matter of fact, I would be pretty surprised if he didn't sign off on all of it. So that be that as it may. Um, he's looking at it, though. And, you know, this is this is something like in uh, in life. You're looking to save your job. That's certainly what uh, that's certainly what uh, uh, Bobby Robbins is looking to do here. And we'll find out again um, when you've got the fiscal record. She does. And she's also was very, very front and center on NIL as well uh, with NIL. Um, it can be a real uh, NIL can be really annoying. I mean, it. listen, I like I like NIL. Um, I support kids being able to transfer, being able to leave basically whenever they want. Um, because again, I always go back to it. If the coach can do it, then I believe that anybody should be able to do it. So I am, uh, again, I am totally cool with that, but I also think that, uh, there needs to be some limitations, but she's also fine. She's also found out a, a certain way though, to be able to, uh, make it more attractive. And that's essentially, and she was able to do this in Missouri that once a kid signs a letter of intent, they're eligible for NIL. They don't have to wait until they get on campus. They don't have to wait till, you know, any of that. Once they're on, you know, once they're here, they're essentially, uh, or once they're signed, they're essentially good to go. It'll be interesting to see if she can, uh, if she can uh, promote that here at the University of Arizona, because I think there'd be a lot of people who would be very curious if that is a, uh, if that is a sustainable way to go about doing it. And honestly, I'm not sure that it's not, but um, I think that, uh, you know, like I said, she's got a good financial background. Not only does she have a good financial background, she's also got the, uh, the background where, um, you know, that, uh, you know, she's going to be innovative. Um, nobody that has talked about her has talked with her has ever said that she's not an innovative person. And again, Robbins has continuously said that he needed somebody in here that was, uh, able to kind of understand the landscape and modernize the, uh, the athletic department in the 21st century. Um, and I think that's what uh, he's hoping for with her now, um, had a, you know, I've had a number of people that said she's kind of difficult to work with behind the scenes. Um, we'll find out, you know, we'll find out whether that's true or not. I don't, I don't know, but like I said, I had a number of people tell me that, but a lot of times as well, I'm also going to say that a lot of times successful people are viewed as being difficult to work with behind the scenes because they're successful. They hold people to account. They hold people to a certain standard. We'll find out. Um, but um, this was, uh, I think overall, I think this was a coup. I don't think that anybody thought that, uh, that Bobby Robbins would be able to get somebody from the sec. It also shows you to a certain extent too, 
just have, I think, some of the disconnect uh, when it comes to Arizona's financial situation. If Arizona was in as rough and tumble a financial situation as I think so many people uh, want it to um, the, uh, uh, want it to be, then I think that uh, I think it's uh, I don't think that she would have come here. Keep in mind. You're in the SEC. You're making that good money. You're making good, like I said, it's kind of posh money. Um, why would you come here and take a pay cut? Now, granted, I think some of that was because at least you've you know had a number of people say that she did a really good job there, and then they set up some panel at Missouri to essentially oversee what she was doing, and she's kind of like, wait a second. I'm doing a good job here. Why are you setting up a panel to oversee what I'm doing? And I get that. Um, and I think Robbins came to her and said that, uh, listen, we need somebody to be able to, uh, you know, rectify these, uh, you know, rectify some of the financial issues in the athletic department. And I think it's something she looked at and she jumped at. Keep in mind, Arizona is really, really uh, Arizona is really well off uh, on in football and basketball at this point. Um, Arizona is a top five basketball uh, program right now in the country. You just signed Tommy Lloyd. We're going to talk a little bit more about Tommy Lloyd later on in the show, and we're going to really hit on that one on Friday. But Arizona's in a pretty good spot, football as well. And those are the sports that uh, athletic directors make and break their uh, their career on. Um, everybody loves the Olympic sports, uh, certainly care about the Olympic sports, but nobody is ever getting uh, hired and fired because of the uh, handling of Olympic sports, unless it's something really bad. When it comes to Olympic sports, you know, it's kind of cool. It's a cherry on top, but nobody really ever looks back and says, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's where it's at, that, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're the two revenue sports, football and basketball. Those are where you were based your, uh, those are where you base your, uh, um, your live, your living, your hard earned, you know, your all of that. That's where all that's where all of that comes down. And not only is that where all of that comes down, um, it's also a, I think a point where we can just be honest about it. It's kind of the elephant in the room that uh, you got to be able. Those are the ones that matter. Those are the ones that uh, pay the money so that other schools or the other kids can fly around, uh, you know, at other places. And like Mike Andreas said. Um, they don't want to cut any sports. She doesn't plan on cutting any sports either. So it's up to uh, it's up to this athletic department to be good in both of those. Now, we're going to talk about Tommy Lloyd here in a second. But first, FanDuel. Check it out. FanDuel.com slash locked on. New customers get 100 or 250 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. It's that simple. It's that easy. Um, you watch, uh, you listen, you got basketball going on right now. You got football, uh, football's over, but you got the NFL draft coming up. By the way, you can bet on the NFL draft. How cool is that? Um, and I think that's just something that is exciting about uh, everything that is connected with FanDuel is that um, you can bet on the present, you can bet on the future, you can bet on the past. You name it, FanDuel's got it. FanDuel.com slash locked on, my friends. All kinds of good stuff. And again, there's no better time to get in on all of the betting stuff. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, let's talk a little bit about uh, Tommy Lloyd. Tommy Lloyd got an extension. Tommy Lloyd's going to be here through 28-29 at the very least. Um, I was glad this got done. Tommy Lloyd is also going to be paid a lot of money. Tommy Lloyd should have been paid a lot of money um, because, honestly, he uh, he deserves it. 
um, made over a little bit over five million. Uh, made over a little bit over. Uh, he's going to make over a little bit over five million per, and that escalates to six. Um, essentially, much of the same contract that Jed Fish was offered and uh, turned down, and then tried to say that he wasn't offered all of that stuff. Um, but Tommy Lloyd is uh, going to be taken care of, and you got to give a big, uh, big shout out to boosters, donors for making this one happen. Everybody knows that Arizona basketball that uh, is what runs this city. It's awesome when Arizona is good at football. We all know that. It's great when Arizona is good at football. But when you're good at basketball, that is really kind of the straw that stirs the Tucson drink. And Tommy Lloyd is perfect for this city. Now, again, Arizona's got to be better in the NCAA tournament. We know that. But this man has pressed all the right buttons since he came in here. And you know what's also cool about Tommy Lloyd? He does it with a smile on his face. Um, he does it. He doesn't. He's not a jerk for no reason. Um, you watch him and you can just tell that this is somebody that I think is having a really good uh, that is having a really good time. And not only is he having a really good time, um, he can bring in recruits. Not only can he bring in recruits, he knows what he's doing, though. And that's something that I think he's got a, uh, you know, whether it's. Uh, you know, whether it's uh, through trial and error, whatever the case may be, he's somebody that is uh, that, you know, maybe it took him a little bit of time to figure out exactly what he wanted from a roster construction, all of that. I get it. But he's also shown that he can take inventory of where he's at and what he needs. I mean, like we talked about before, you look at last year, Arizona didn't have anybody that could create off the bounce. Um, so what does he do? He goes and gets Caleb Love, who's probably about as good as there is at creating off the bounce. Um, Arizona also didn't have many good perimeter defenders. Guess what you did? You went out and got Jaden Bradley. Then up front, Keyshaw Johnson. Um, Arizona was kind of soft up front. Julius Tabellus was awesome, but they were kind of soft. Arizona needed to get tougher. He got tougher. So again, you got playmakers, you got toughness, you got all kinds of stuff that you just did not have previously. And again, that is a huge tip of the cap because a lot of coaches would say, dude, I'm 61 and 11 in my first two years. I am the winningest coach in college basketball history over my first two years. Buzz off. I will figure it out. Um, well, he did say buzz off. I'll figure it out, but he changed things up a little bit. And I think that's also what's exciting about this is that he was able to change things up. And I think that this team is much, much, much more equipped uh, come March to be able to uh, to make a long, sustained tournament run. So, again, excited to be able to uh, watch all of that. But um, as uh, as always, um, you know, this is a great time. We're going to tomorrow we're going to preview Arizona, Washington State. Who would have thought that Arizona, Washington State would have been the uh, uh, would have been the uh, the premier game that uh, was going to essentially decide the conference? But Kyle Smith's done a really good job. I think that you've got to put him as the conference coach of the year at this point. And if he's not, he's certain. I mean, I think he could be the national coach of the year. He's done that good of a job. We're going to break that all down, all of the uh, the projections, what everybody sees for that game. But again, I'm also at the point, too, with Arizona basketball, that it's far more to me about what Arizona does than what anybody else does. Because I think Arizona, if they play well, they will be able to take care of what they need to take care of. And I think that's what's unique about the University of Arizona's basketball team. It's a little bit like UConn and that if you're good and you take care of business, you don't really need to worry about who's on the other side because, again, you're pretty much set at that point. But and then we're going to uh, Friday, we're going to hit really hot and heavy into Tommy Lloyd's uh, contract extension, break down all the details of the much deserved contract extension and 
We're going to talk a little bit of football in here as well, because we are a football school as well, as you all know. But on that front, very much appreciate you guys making Lockdown Wildcats your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Bear down and keep back in the A.